Okay. Hi, welcome. Um, welcome to the Get to Know Me Project podcast. Um, I'm Emma, and we're here today to talk about magic mushrooms, which I'm personally very excited about. Um, I have two guests with me today, um, and they both have experiences with magic mushrooms, and I'll let them introduce themselves in just a second. Um, but basically, just want to kind of explain why why we're talking about this or why I wanted to talk about this on the podcast. Um, so I'm doing a uh, psychology degree and I'm doing a neuroscience course where we basically ended up talking about mushrooms and what it does to the brain and with the good and the bad, um, which I find very fascinating. We talked about it as um, kind of an alternative to antidepressants because antidepressants have so many side effects that aren't uh, very good. Um, and I think a lot of people that I've talked to who, um, who take antidepressants actually don't like them very much, um, especially describing it as like a numbing, that there's not kind of a high, happy or a low, low, it's just kind of, just kind of so I was very interested in, um, in that side of things. And then it just, I kind of just ended up asking people on Instagram and kind of what their experiences were. Um, and it all sounded very positive. And now I'm trying microdosing myself um, to basically treat my eating disorder, which it clinically has been proven to be very effective for. So that's also very exciting to see what happens there. Um, but yeah, and oh, I think also I should probably mention that with this podcast, I'm not talking as either someone who's clinical or someone who necessarily recommends taking mushrooms I think you have to have a lot of respect for mushrooms because they can kind of send you into a space that you might not recognize um so despite your age whether you're 18 or above um I think it's important to get a lot of information before you kind of go and do something um so yeah obtain all the knowledge you can beforehand and if anyone is interested in doing it then you know, you can ask either me or you can ask me and I can ask other people for you if they could um, share um, experiences as well, other than this podcast, of course. Um, but yeah, anyway, I'm just, I'm very curious about the effects of mushrooms and I kind of like the fact that they're alternative and natural and I mean, technically available in your backyard if you're really lucky. Um, but yeah, if you could introduce yourselves, um, then just kind of um, let me know who you are, your names, if you want to share them, your pronouns, where you're kind of at in life um, right now, maybe what you do. Um, yeah. Um, Irene, Irina, do you want to say Irina or Irina? I usually use Irina. Irina. Um, but yeah, sure. Uh, hi, I'm Irina. Um, my pronouns are she, her. I'm in my mid-20s and I work in tech. Cool, amazing. And you're, can I say, because I think this might be a valid point at a later stage, that you uh, used to live in America and mm -hmm. you're now back in, can I say? In, yeah, I am uh, back in Scandinavia. I yeah. live in Denmark. Okay, cool. Perfect. Thank you. 
Yeah, and how Atom Glambert, is that how you pronounce? Atom Glambert, yes, like the molecule. That is that is my stage performer. Um, I am a drag king. Uh, my name is Ray. My pronouns are he, him, handsome. Um, I'm 34. I am an artist. I'm a Burning Man artist. And uh, yeah. So cool. Amazing. <laughs> Always wanted to go to Burning Man, but never made it. Oh, yet. it's horrible. I don't recommend it. Really? Why? So much dust. <laughs> okay fair enough <laughs> oh amazing okay thank you um so could we talk about your first experiences with mushrooms so kind of what led you to them how did you find out that they existed um how did it feel the first time you tried them and maybe what dose did you try the first time um and maybe what your thoughts were kind of during after uh, Irina, do you want to go first? Yeah, sure. So that's a pretty large question, I'd say. So um, let me see if I can. Well, I think I've always been interested in psychedelics. Like even as a little kid, I remember being very fascinated by like psychedelic imagery and being like, why? Where did that come from? That seems like such a different depiction of the world than I would guess someone would make. Um, and so as I started learning about the history of, behind this art style and all these things, like my interest grew. Um, and I basically wanted to try drugs. <laughs> uh, so uh, when I got a chance where I felt like it would be a safe setting for me and uh, a responsible way to experiment, uh, my first experience with mushrooms was, um, I think it was, it was a relatively small dose. I think, uh, one and a half grams uh, dried mushroom. Um, I was vacationing at the seaside and I got to enjoy some waves. It was great. Nice. So was that the first drug you've ever tried? It was not. I tried cannabis before then. And of course, alcohol as well, which I yeah. think we tend to forget is, is a drug as well. Yes, very true. Very true. Uh, actually, I wanted to try mushrooms as a an alternative to alcohol because my hangovers are just so bad now that I'm like no I think that's a very interesting choice of alternative we should talk about this later while why that's the one you settled on <laughs> okay yeah um and so what were your how did it feel because I guess one one and a half gram, grams that's I mean a microdose is like 0 0.2 to 0 0.3 grams so you're getting a fair dose I suppose yeah so you're definitely so first of all I should note that to anybody listening who's planning anything uh this is really dependent on your body your body chemistry your body weight the mushrooms you have at hand how dry they are um sometimes like the just the the day um but in this case, it kind of resulted in a sense of feeling very comfortable and relaxed in my body. I didn't really get any sort of visual effects very much, except everything I looked at just seemed like it was exactly like it needed to be. Mm -hmm. And everything I did seemed like it was exactly the thing I needed to do. Though in retrospect, I question whether reading an entire Oprah magazine was really like <laughs> it, but it felt great. <laughs> I love that. To be fair, I've heard a lot of people say that. When I asked that on Instagram, most people were like, when you're on mushrooms, you feel like you're seeing life the way it should be seen. Oh, that's, yeah. I mean, I could definitely see that. And I tried later on, like I've tried bigger doses where you tend to get more visual effects. You get more like um, 
a, a more significant deviance from your daily experience of life. But this one was definitely more akin to just waking up and having a really nice day and not really being able to place what was so great about it. Hmm. Yeah, nice. And Ray, what was your first experience with mushrooms? So I've, I had wanted to try mushrooms from the second that I heard about them. I thought it sounded like a really neat um, experience, a psychedelic experience. I'd never had one before. Um, I had obviously been experimenting with alcohol since I was a young teen. Um, but I, I had a lot of respect for the drug as well. And I always had this in my mind that I needed to have a strong group of friends that were around me. I didn't think it was something that I should ever do alone. Um, and then I found the Burning Man community and I found this group of friends that were supportive and helpful and lovely. And I was still incredibly respectful and very hesitant for over a year. I would say almost two years. I just interviewed people about their experiences while they were experiencing them and sometimes while they weren't, um, just to kind of see what what actually it does to you as a human and how it alters you and your perceptions. Um, and finally, it it I was at some lands that I love with some people who I trust and they had informed me that they had all just ingested some, some psychedelic mushrooms and I was invited to participate. And I was recommended one gram as a dose. And I decided to go for 0.4, 0.5, because I wanted to make sure that it really was going to be um, an enjoyable experience. I didn't want to push the envelope. I didn't, I didn't want to overwhelm myself. I wanted to really make sure that I understood what I was committing to because a mushroom experience can last four to five hours, sometimes longer, depending on your dose. Yeah. And I'm, I'm really glad that I did it that way. I immediately wanted to, I knew that it was going to be something that was going to be a part of my life for a long time. Oh, nice. That's good. Did you, you've done larger doses since or? Yes. <laughs> so that was, that was about a year and a half ago. And okay. um, since then I have experimented more. I think the largest dose that I've taken is probably six or seven grams, but maybe more. There was one day where I just had all the, all of yeah. them. <laughs> so that's pretty from, from all the clinical stuff that I can read, that's what you would call like the heroic dose where you basically enter a whole nother world um, is that what it, I've, I've personally never done that much. I've only microdosed so far because of mm -hmm. the environment that I'm in. I'm not really able to get fucked up. Um, not that that's my aim with doing it, but I don't want to feel like, I don't want to be in an environment where I'm going to feel paranoid about the fact that I feel different. Right. Right. Um, I definitely would call that a heroic dose. I would not really recommend that to a beginner. And I don't, looking back, I don't, know if that was even necessary because one of the things that I enjoy about mushrooms is the mental health benefits and, and the prolonged euphoria that I experience when I ingest mushrooms. Um, it usually lasts for about a month. I feel like it just kind of sucker punches my anxiety and depression and I have a renewed outlook and a, a refreshed soul. Mm. Um, but with the six gram dose, I felt like I could see the patterns of the universe and it was a bit overwhelming at times. Yeah, fair enough. So do you use it just once a month 
and then you kind That's of what I aim for. Yeah, yes. yeah. Once a month, even at a microdose level, I could take a half a gram to a gram once a month. And that sets me straight. And there have been times that I've run out for three or four months and I have really felt it in my mental health place. <laughs> and yeah. it, it's really felt like a need to, yeah, yeah. to go to that place again and get that little jolt, the restart. Yeah. I mean, that's interesting because some of the research as well that I've read, um, they, uh, well, some people, when they talk about mushrooms for mental health, they're kind of saying that, oh, well, you have to do it again. It's not just like a fix that's going to fix you forever. And then I'm like, yeah, okay, but antidepressants, you have to take every single day. Whereas with mushrooms, they have a quite a long lasting effect. So you can do it once a month or some people can even, it even works for longer or some people it works a little bit less, but it's something you can then do. You take a day out of the calendar once a month. It's like a me day. You do some mushrooms and then that lasts you for, for a month. I personally would much rather do that than, than antidepressants. Well, I think it's also a question of like looking at why medication works. And so just to be clear, I'm not a medical expert. This is like my experience of, yeah. of existing in that we tend to think of medication as a chemical that works on some chemicals that we're not aware of in our bodies. And then that fixes our problem right or treats our problem whereas I think that the mental health benefits you tend to see from mushrooms have less to do with the like exact like um, well it is chemical but that's not the reason the reason is that your perception shifted and whatever thoughts you had or feelings you had as your perception were shifted reminded you that oh like my perception can be different. There is a different way of looking at my life than the one I have in, in my daily life. Yeah. And so you can take that with you. And I think that's why we're seeing such varied lengths of benefits as well, because for some people it's like, oh, I my anxiety is really crushing. And I was reminded just for a week that it could be different and I carry that with me, but then you know, I need a reminder again, whereas for other people, they, they sort of, I don't know if they integrate their experience more, or they just kind of have a different brain situation going on and, and they can carry it with them for longer. Yeah. 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 True. I mean, so what, I don't know this by heart, but basically what psilocybin does to the brain from like a chemical point of view is that it goes in and it, reacts with um i'm trying to see if i can find where i wrote it down uh it reduces the activity in the areas of the brain that are involved with our perception of the world which is obviously what you're saying as well so our attention and our ability to attend to different objects in our visual field change and also sometimes some of the, the areas of the brain they basically compete for attention but when you're on psilocybin that kind of stops and they communicate much better so there's kind of an alignment in your brain that wasn't there before mm -hmm. and if you do it for a, so I have to do my microdosing for 30 days um, in order for my brain basically to get so used to it that it kind of creates a new like neuro pathway so that my brain starts thinking that way instead so you, you it goes in and it completely changes the brain which i just think is incredible yeah i've heard the i've heard the visual metaphor once that it's like if you have a hill covered in snow and you ride a sled down it eventually the sled will start going the same way because it's pressing an imprint in and so when you take psychedelics it's like getting a fresh coat of snow and your sled can now use whichever route down the hill at once yeah i love that i've heard some other things about the 
neurological effects of psychedelics, if you don't yeah. mind me jumping yeah, in. Definitely. So it, also those ruts that you were talking about, Irina, um, your brain has these typical pathways when it's processing sights and sounds and thoughts. And you know, the, the pathway goes from here to here and it's just this pattern. What psychedelics allow the brain to do is it, it releases some neuroplasticity. Mm -hmm. So areas of the brain that typically don't speak to each other are now able to speak to each other, which is what explains some of the synthesia effect that you get, which is um, if you don't, if you're not familiar with that term, it's when you see color or not see oh, synesthesia. Which, yeah, when you're experiencing senses translated into another sense. So like smelling a color, for example, or like when you see those visuals, it's because your brain is is able to process things in a way that it typically is is not even able to do because those ruts are set. So it's just giving you more availability. Right on. Yeah, yeah. It's very fascinating. I mean, and I think sure is. So the I don't know if she likes to call herself a therapist, but the person that I'm working with to help my mental health, she um we had a long discussion about the fact that they're now, you know, doing lots of studies on it and all this kind of stuff. And I I like that they're doing that because it means that it's going to be more readily available to everyone. But she's saying that, I mean, sure, that's a benefit, but it takes a lot of the spiritual aspects of mushrooms away from it, which I do agree with. Um, I, I don't think I have enough experience to, to talk about that necessarily, but um even just how, you know, I think, I think they say that they've used mushrooms in, in sort of Mexico and like South American tribes and stuff for up to six, 6,000 years ago, I think. Um, so it's obviously something that's been around for quite a long time. Yeah, I think if I recall correctly, sort of the history of the of, of the, the, the recreational mushroom being brought to North America was, um, I forgot who it was, one of the like big prolific psychedelic dudes went and yeah. saw a shamanic woman and then took the ritual she taught them to North America, taught it to other people. And later she was like, oh, I kind of wish I hadn't taught that to everybody. But like, I, I wish I hadn't taught him that because that's not how I felt like it ought to be used. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I can't remember what his name is, but I know exactly who that is. Yeah, that's very true. And that's, I mean, that's, I, I mean, that's how it's come around in the Western world, I guess, is, you know, we go and we learn something and we take it for ourselves. But it's I don't think that's necessarily how it needs to be. I think there can, like, along the lines it is possible to make a choice to say like this is not how we're going to propagate information this is not yeah. like we don't want to participate in this kind yeah, of thing yeah, yeah. but i i just wanted to talk to your point of um of of the scientific aspect and like how it can remove spirituality yeah. so in in working in tech something that was talked a lot about in silicon valley a couple of years ago was microdosing specifically and yeah. i bristled there, isn't it? what it's huge there, I think. It is. And I actually bristled initially when you said you were doing it because I was like, oh, like another way for capitalism to co-opt something to turn it into productivity. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> that was like my first response, right? <laughs> I obviously don't have that opinion of you doing it. But but that was some that's something that worries me a little bit is studies coming out that show sort of like, oh, this is just an objective thing and it'll make you more productive. And that's why 
we should legalize it. That's why it should be happening. Yeah, 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 yeah. I agree. I don't think that should be the way. Uh, because then it's just, yeah, what you're saying, it's just feeding into capitalism, like rather than actually doing something beneficial for you as a person and maybe your, you know, your generations coming after you, it, it's just about money. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't like that at all. Um, well, not only that, but it also kind of co-opts a lot of like meaningful experiences human beings can have and orient orients them towards productivity kind of how we see a mindfulness happening now so it's like you should meditate because yeah. it makes it easier for you to concentrate at work yeah. Yeah. you should do hobbies because you will be a better worker if you're well rested rather than because well like happy people tend yeah. to make things that they're happy with yeah. Yeah. simplify yeah. grossly it's like how can you best exist in this awful society that it often is? Well, if you try all of these things, then, you know, you won't think about it so much. <laughs> Bad, but, yeah. Um, right. So why do you use mushrooms now? So I know, Ray, you touched on, you know, mental health. Do you want to kind of go into that a little bit more? Yeah, so I definitely mental health, that is a huge benefit. But additionally, um, I'm discovering things about myself um, in, in my gender place. Mm -hmm. And mushrooms have had a major role in understanding um, how I really feel, because they help me break down a lot of the, the barriers of what I've been conditioned to think and feel. And mushrooms have really been present through a lot of the major aha moments in my transition this past year and a half. Okay. Yeah. Amazing. Do you want to explain like how or? Yeah. Uh, well, so I guess the first time that I met a drag king, um, mm -hmm. I knew that drag queens existed, but I just, I don't know. I never thought about the, the opposite tug to the, to the equation. And I was, I was, on an experience with, with mushrooms at the time. And it really just like stuck with me. I was like, wow, that is an entire thing. And also I, I'm pretty sure that that's me. And I got kind of fixated on this idea that I needed to also try to wear a beard. <laughs> so I wore a glitter beard for my first time about two weeks after that experience. Um, and then one of my heroic doses, um, trying to figure out how to tell this part of the story and extract, I, I wound up making a big mistake in all of my interviews with people and asking about psychedelics and things. Nobody told me not to climb things, um, but I'm here to tell you that if you are on psychedelics, do not climb things. So I made a mistake and I wound up unconscious on the ground. And when I woke up, I was still enhanced by mushrooms. I was in drag at the time. And I was just convinced that my drag was so convincingly, uh, everybody believed that I was male. And I felt like I had to give a disclaimer to all of these medical professionals that I, I was in fact born as a woman. And it was um, just a fascinating experience. <laughs> That's really nice though. I think I've had a similar experience in terms of 
went on mushrooms feeling like I don't have to do what society says and I actually can then just entirely listen to myself I like to think that I'm kind of in tune with myself but after microdosing it's very clear that there are elements in my life where I'm not as true with myself as I should be um so sex being one of them actually for me I I mean, I, I enjoy sex. I, I think it's very fascinating. I'm also studying sexology. Like, so I, I think it's interesting on many levels, um, both as a communication form, but also as, you know, just the act of sex and different types of sex that you can have. Um, and I think I've been thinking that I need to have like kinky sex. I need to do all these freaky things to kind of explore everything. And then I took mushrooms a couple of weeks ago with my partner and I mean, we, we had great sex, but the experience was very different. It was very much like, I actually just want to feel connected to you. Mm-hmm. I don't need all these gadgets and toys and all this kind of stuff. I just want to feel you and me together. Um, and that kind of changed my thought around sex because I think we're told you have to have sex at least three times a week. Otherwise your relationship's failing and it has to be really kinky and it has to be all this is that. I don't think a lot of people actually have that kind of sex. Um, No, like fantastic if you do, that there's absolutely no judgment. I mean, I'm a little bit jealous, but um, it's just interesting because I think a lot of people in relationships feel, or even not in relationships, but a lot of people feel that their relationship is failing if they're not having that kind of sex or that kind of regular sex. And I think that that's very damaging to a lot of relationships. So. I think that's true. Although I think it's interesting that you mentioned this because I tried having sex on mushrooms once and it was like a, like a higher dose. Um, and I actually was completely incapable of having any sort of sexual feelings because I completely uh, ceased to perceive any meaningful distinction between me and my partner in a physical way. Yeah. So I- like oh cool I'm touching your arm is it your arm or my arm wait is that your face like that how does that have anything to do with you or like are you talking or am I just perceiving your thoughts like all this stuff so I I think probably like cuddling naked with my partner in that moment I would describe more less a mound of flesh than anything else and it was by no means unpleasant but I definitely didn't find it sexual yeah I mean that's interesting because I also I had a moment I only microdosed obviously but I had a moment where I was like we need to stop because I I can't feel anything down there I was like it's Mm -hmm. disconnected I know that something's happening because I have eyes in my head and I can see but I can't feel what's happening that freaked me out I was like please can we just stop for a minute and then I had a little cry and then it was all fine but um yeah that's uh I can relate to that in a, well, in a less less kind of <laughs> and just like for the listeners out there it's a pretty common effect of mushrooms right that they sort of dissolve your uh, dissolve your boundaries of self and so yeah. I think it's natural that if you take a smaller dose that means I'm less worried about like I'm less worried about all these things holding me up that keep me separated from the people around me and I'm more able to connect to my partner be it sexually romantically in any kind of social way uh but then (laughs) the higher you go the more you're like everything is a part of me just like my pancreas yeah 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 that's yeah it's fascinating because mushrooms actually are as well like in the ground in earth it's so connected there's like more connections than in the 
brain. So it is like, it makes sense that you'd feel so connected um, to someone else or something else. Oh, that's an interesting perspective. Yeah. 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 Thanks for sharing those, those stories. I, I love this idea of connection to other humans. I, my experience with mushrooms, I, I usually feel very connected to the earth and I do feel connected to nature. And I always feel like the bugs and the, the bees and all the animals, they, they know. And, yeah. um, maybe I, we probably do. Right. But I, I, maybe this is more of a commentary on me, but I always feel like I delve really deep inside and I haven't really experienced a, a profound connection with another person, but maybe that's because I have so much that I'm processing myself and maybe I just need a little bit of ego death on one of these adventures. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but I, that's the kind of thing that, you know, that's gonna come when it comes. That's it. Yeah. And if you have that journey to be on right now, then you definitely need to be on that. And that's great. I mean, I think I want to do even more personal stuff myself like I, last time I did it I went for a walk by myself and that's just a completely different experience because it's just me mm -hmm. and my thoughts and I think in society as well we're told not to be selfish but then secretly we're being told like be selfish but I think it is important to be selfish you, you need to be you know you don't need to be an asshole about it but you need to be selfish and learn who you are because you're the most important person in your life basically mm -hmm. Absolutely. Agreed. <laughs> but I also think it depends a lot on like what you like, what you really set out and what you're curious about. So I've definitely had experiences that were significantly more introspective and then experiences where in this case, like it was me and my partner and we like looked at each other beforehand and we were like, we're going to do a thing and it's going to be about our thing. And I felt like that sort of grounded me in this experience of it being social, whereas other times I've been more like, I'm going to see the music and see how it feels within me. I'm going to be in my cocoon. Um, so do you set an intention every time you, you take mushrooms? I don't think I do it in like an organized way. I think it's sort of whatever feels right at the time. And I definitely think there's also a place for not having any kind of intention or expectation because typically if something starts happening and you start fighting it you're going to have a bad time so it's really important to be able to go along even if you did set some kind of intention uh it's more i think i'm a person who really likes structure <laughs> and so it's more of a way for me to be like well what am i actually curious about like a way to gain insight to what i actually want out of the experience yeah 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 so I've, I've taken some new people on, on mushroom trips. And one of the things I always try and preach respect for the drug. Um, and I, I work that into it. You know, I always have them pick the individual mushrooms that they feel called to. And I, I have so them kind good. of, it's a little woo, but I'm like, no, oh, I love it. It's wonderful. Energy in it. I have them like pet them and hold them in their hand, whatever. And I do, I encourage them to, to set an intention because I agree with you, Arena. It's not necessary, but I feel like, especially for a lot of people that are working through specific issues, it can be really helpful to have that intention. Yeah. Um, I've also used psychedelic mushrooms as um, lubrication for honest conversations at a low dose. Mm -hmm. And 
again, helping break down those barriers. It just allows you to be free and honest and, and have that connection and communicate in, in the way that you actually want to communicate. Yeah. 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 And I think a lot of people who do take mushrooms as like a party thing, the intention is, oh, I'm just, just going to get really fucked up. And then you are just going to get really fucked up and then you won't have any control. And that's when you might risk having a really bad trip. Um, so, yeah, I think, I think it's great once you have knowledge to, or even if you're saying, even if it's the first time you're doing it and you're like, I'm just going to go with where it takes me, but then you're still kind of, you know, that there's an expectation of something. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Anyway. Great point, both of you. I agree. Um, have any of you ever had a bad trip? Yeah. Yeah. What was that like? It, you know, it's it's interesting to think about how we measure bad, right? Because I feel like from every that was going to be my question. I'm so glad you said it. <laughs> <laughs> how do you define bad? Um, it's all about perspective, right? And from every t- trip, there's a takeaway. So I, on the adventure that I was telling that I alluded to earlier where I climbed something I should have I wound up having to go to the hospital I got 28 stitches and that was a major life event I think a lot of people would call that a bad trip but you know when I woke up I was filled with gratitude I was so thankful that there were helpers around me I was thankful that there were people that had worked on this knowledge that was there to help me in my time of need. And I've had a lot of very traumatic injuries. I've had a lot of trauma in my life. And this was the first injury that wasn't traumatic. And I I owe that gift to mushrooms because it really helped me have a different perspective. Yeah. I do think there is definitely something about like working through, uh, working through trauma, working through different difficult times um, in this way too. Um, I've never had a bad trip as such, but I've had, <laughs> I've had a trip about a bad thing, I guess you could say. Um, so last time I took mushrooms, I was a couple of days out from knowing I had to put my dog down. And obviously this was, very much not a fun place to be and what ended up happening really was I was at my house I took some mushrooms and I went for a walk with my dog in a place that I knew was safe and there was no traffic and we walked for a while without uh, the leash on but internally the experience I had wasn't that I was like thinking through it and working through it but that I was just having this experience of simultaneously having the knowledge that was really upsetting to me and feeling like everything was as it ought to be and it like and that things were fundamentally good and safe and so I ended up kind of arriving at a place of peace and having a quite a profound experience that I didn't expect uh, just looking at my dog walking next to me and I had this suddenly I had this very full feeling of like hey, when I go for a walk with my dog, my dog is also going for a walk with me, which sounds very (laughs) banal, but like consider that you have this animal that you can't communicate verbally with, yet you're able to reach an understanding that you're you're going somewhere specific, you're walking at a specific distance, this thing is happening. And I felt really able to appreciate um, our relationship and, and sort of deal with some feelings that were 
very difficult for me. Yeah, that's amazing and a very good point. They definitely go for a walk with us. I think that's a that's a very very sweet way of um, of dealing with that. And like, okay, I know this sounds kind of fucked up, but honestly, the way I ended up carrying carrying that along with me is that I started thinking that about everybody, like everybody in my life. So suddenly, I would like look over at my partner on the couch next to me, and I would be like, "Holy shit." He's just sitting here. He could leave anytime he wanted, but we're just hanging out and we mutually decided that. And it's a nice approach to human relationships too. Yeah, yeah, very. I guess you kind of feel, I don't know, appreciated is the right word, but you're like maybe more grateful for even just the simple things like, oh, you just want to sit next to me? That's so nice. Thank you. Yeah, I think we get really tied up in social systems and sort of like social expectations. So it's like, well, of course you want to sit next to me. We are married. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but really there is from moment to moment, there is a constant renegotiation of your connection with everybody else. Like all three of us, any one of us could hang up this call at any time, but we're choosing to be here because it's it's good in some way. Yeah, yeah, true. Have you have you ever used mushrooms in in your relationship for connection, for example? Yes. Yeah. Um, you want yeah. To or? I um, I tried them for the first time with my partner, um, and then that was like the lower dose. And then we sort of were like, oh, we're gonna do a really special thing together. We're gonna take like a higher dose, and we're gonna like put the entire day aside for this. And it was just really good um I don't I I wish they should have sent a poet I wish I could describe better why it was good but it was um and very different from doing it uh I wouldn't say by myself because you should not be doing that sort of thing alone but doing it in a way where I consider it myself a more disparate unit Mm, yeah I get I get the feeling of it's just nice it's really hard to describe but it's just nice this feels right. <laughs> and also here's another thing, like a little a little fun fact if you haven't tried, is that you typically don't feel very hungry when you're doing mushrooms because mushrooms uh, essentially poison you a little bit. So it can be easy to feel queasy afterward or, or for a while or like the thought of food is not that appealing. Mm-hmm. But uh, once you're on the sort of tail end of the trip and you're beginning to come down, you start to feel this hunger coming up and it feels like the most wholesome kind of yearning for sustenance (laughs) and especially as someone who has struggled with my attitude toward food in the past it feels really it it it, it's a lovely sensation to be able to feel hungry for food and feel nothing bad about it and just feel like this is my body that feels hungry and I should feed it yeah oh my god could not agree more that's one of the things that have been most effective for me with it in terms of my eating disorder is feeling hungry in that situation is not a it's not a bad thing it's not a dangerous thing i'm not thinking oh well i shouldn't be eating this i shouldn't be eating that the first time i tried microdosing when i got to the hunger stage i had a bag of crisps and it was the most amazing thing i've ever had in my entire life just the feeling the sound the oh and crisps usually would be something that i'd be scared of you know that would be a mm-hmm. bad food so can definitely relate to that that's a, a very good point 
I always like to incorporate food in the beginning while I'm ingesting my mushrooms. So usually I will infuse, there's a soup that I always like to make. And I, I take miso soup and some pork floss and dried shiitake mushrooms. And I cook that up. And then at that very end, I'll add my psychedelics. And it's like this meal that's full of mushrooms. And it's like, it sets me for a good place. And then and going on, but I've also mixed them into like chocolate mousse. That's a really good, it gives oh. like an earthy undertone. And then I like to add like cloves and cardamom and it's so good. Um, and I, I like to put it in sweet tea sometimes too, or like give an herby flavor to a sweet-ish tea. Um, yeah. But yeah, I like to, to incorporate it. Some people just like chew them down or put them with peanut butter or something, but I, they do have a distinct flavor and so I, I prefer to lean into that rather, rather than try and cover it up or run away from it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the woman that has been teaching me about it, she, um, she said, because what I have is uh, drops. So it's like a concentrate of mushrooms, which mm -hmm. in a sense is a, for microdosing, it can be good because you kind of know what you get every single time. Um, but you don't get the more sort of spiritual connection to the mushroom and picking mm. it out, like you were saying, right? And, you know, uh, connecting with it in that level and even, even the, the chewing and the breaking it down in your body. So that, you know, that's a minus for what I'm doing. But um, I, I quite like the idea of incorporating it in food as well. So you find it in a liquid? Is that what yeah. you're saying? Wow. Yeah, it's like a little pipette thing and then you just on yeah. your tongue. yeah. Yeah, very potent. One drop will do. Like very, very strong. Um, yeah. Um, right. I just wrote a. Oh, that's that was actually the question. The type. So I do drops. You do, uh, Ray. You do the the actual dried mushrooms. Yeah, usually whole mushrooms. I prefer whole mushrooms. I have gotten them in a powdered form. I've gotten them, some people have given them to me in capsules. That's essentially just the, the, the powder it up and put it in a capsule so you don't have to worry about how to prepare it. You can just hmm. take the capsule like that. Yeah. Um, but I, I prefer the whole mushrooms. I think they're beautiful. They get these little crystals on them and they just have all these little colors that you can see. So I, I really like having that connection to the, to the plants. Yeah. I do think there's something to be said for the process of like um, germinating mycelia, like germinating and like seeing the mycelium spread and kind of seeing the mushrooms appear from what essentially looks like mold. You're very much like uh, reminded of of the fact of what it is, uh, and it it really opens your eyes to for how many things that we encounter in daily life that could be something else if we used it for different things anyway uh going off on a tangent there um but but then like drying and everything and then at the end you're like this is my harvest the moon has blessed me um oh i want that i i when i don't live where i live right now um i am definitely gonna see if i can try and grow them myself i hope no one listens that can do anything about that but um i can i can appreciate why that whole process might be just it's like you i mean speaking purely in hypotheticals it it is academically interesting let's put it like that right yeah <laughs> very good very good 
Um, so with antidepressants, for example, there's quite a lot of um, side effects and stuff. Um, how Ray specifically, I don't know, Irina, how do you, do you, do you use yours just kind of whenever you feel like it or are you using it? Um, yeah, so I'm actually glad you bring up antidepressants because there's a couple of points about that, but uh, I don't currently, I haven't currently used um, mushrooms for a little while. And part of the reason is I don't want to do it alone. And uh, my partner is on SSRIs, which is uh, an antidepression medication. And you should never, 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 never do both at the same time. Um, because there's not a lot of good research out there to how safe it is that can really be controlled by an individual who is just trying to have a trip but there is a hypothetical risk of um serotonin poisoning because the way most antidepressants work is that they inhibit your serotonin receptors uh so it kind of accumulates in your brain and i again i am not a scientist uh but uh that's part of the brain that magic mushrooms always works also works with so it can be dangerous and you probably shouldn't do it yeah Good point. Thank you for making that. Um, yeah, very true. Did, how is your partner finding it? I don't know if you want to share on their behalf, but uh, not a huge fan, and it transitioned off as soon as it was medically like feasible. Yeah, and have they have they used mushrooms for before depression yeah. as well, or? Well, so uh, I think his first treatment for depression was. Uh, like as ordained by his doctor, but from like our, the conversations we've had, he said that uh, he definitely feels like it would be beneficial to do uh, a trip uh, once it's safe. Oh, amazing. Very cool. Um, let me see if I have any questions written down. Um, oh yeah, actually, this is not really a question, but I wrote down, so I, I asked out on Instagram um, people if they could just kind of sum up their experiences with mushrooms. So one of them was, it's like seeing life as it should be seen, which I think we can all agree is very, very true. Um, another one said that her boyfriend got a unicorn head, and I think she found that a little bit scary, but it was... It was, and actually I feel this way even when I'm microdosing, I feel like I, I can have a thought and I'll register the thought, but I know that that might not be either what I'm actually seeing or how I should necessarily feel. So for my eating disorder specifically, I can, when on mushrooms, I'll either be like, fuck, I look fine. What am I thinking about? Why do I even spend my energy thinking about this stuff? Or I can have a negative thought but, it, but it's like, I know that that thought is just there because that's what my brain usually thinks like. So it's like, you can kind of separate mm-hmm. it. She said with the unicorn head, she was like, I knew that that wasn't his actual head. So it wasn't scary. Um, and then another person has said, make sure you address anything that's on your mind before you take mushrooms to avoid a bad trip. Um, which again, I've only microdosed, so I've not really, mine has never been such a hardcore experience, but is that something you guys could, do you kind of clear your head before you go into um, a trip? I can speak to that. I, I wouldn't say that I specifically or intentionally clear my head, but I have passed on the experience on a few occasions because I've realized that I was just not in the place 
to have a psychedelic experience and that if I did, I was running a risk of having a negative experience. Um, so I, I think it's really important to take your mental state into account. Yeah. Psychedelic can be very beneficial for the long term, but they can also they can also do harm if you're in a bad space. Yeah. I don't think I've ever like started a trip without at least a small amount of trepidation beforehand like you because the the fact of the matter and ray you touched so beautifully on this with with talking about respect right is you just cannot know what's happening and part of part of what makes the experience valuable is that you agree to completely just allow yourself to be in that space of not knowing what's going to happen but it means every time you go into it i'm like hmm Woohoo! Well, here we go. Took the day off. All right. Um, and so I think like at least being honest with yourself, even if it's not like, oh, I need to solve all my problems before I'm ready for this experience, but being honest with yourself and being like, one, is there any counter like contraindications like I should pass on this entirely? Or two, this thing has been on my mind a lot lately. I can expect it to come up again. Like I'm worried about the death of my pet. I am worried about like my body. I'm worried about whatever it is. You're probably going to also experience that thought at some point, and then you're going to have to deal with it accordingly. Yeah. Yeah. True. Yeah. Cause it can help you can't it with whatever the issue actually is. So mm -hmm. um, um, a lot of sense. Um, another person has said that microdosing in my morning smoothie has helped me with my depression. Um, and another person is saying it's made me feel closer to nature and living things. I had detached from that because, well, society. So, yeah, I mean, I've, I've only really been outside a couple of times, um, but I do think it just kind of, I just find the feeling generally quite grounding and mm -hmm. like that pre it's I find it very uh I don't know what the word for that is it just makes you feel very present um and there's no worry really about the the past and the future for me um and if I'm in nature it just it feel it just feels nice it, and I think actually listen to a podcast on this once uh, I can't remember who it was but the person was talking about the fact that um, mushrooms are meant to actually, it's called something, but it is like a nature connecting drug, if we want to call it that. Um, so I don't know if you, how do you guys feel with that? I think, Ray, you said that it made you feel close, closer to nature as well. Absolutely. And I'm glad we're talking about this because I prefer to be outside during mm -hmm. my trips. I don't like to be inside. I don't like to be in my own environment. I don't like to be in my room. I don't even like to be in my house. I want to be outside in nature. I want to just, I, there's something about it um, that just, I guess maybe I think too much about the structures of my own little rat cage or whatever. And it just, it helps me to be outside. That's yeah. just how I prefer to experience the mushrooms. Definitely. I also feel like if it's, well, it's, so if if mushrooms um, make it easier for you to detach a little bit from like the reality of your day to day life and like basically like your experience inside of your like your usual experience in your own little flesh suit, then the closer you are to the reminders of those like 
boring practicalities the harder it is to detach from them and like if you're in your room for example or like your bedroom then you might see a sock on the floor and you're like I should do laundry at some point and even if you're not actually having that thought it still affects you if that's a very deep trench that you have in your brain Mm. but um I think it's worth mentioning, uh, Emma, you read a couple of uh, posts about like the benefits of psychedelic mushrooms. And a lot of the benefits you mentioned are benefits that can be found with other kinds of experimentation with uh, states of consciousness. Um, So for example, in general, like the feeling of like non-attachment to your thought processes, like the ability to observe your mind as it has thoughts that you're used to having like those are commonly dealt with in like some kinds of mindfulness meditation as well as like there are other there are other psychedelics out there there are other kinds of drugs there are other kinds of ways to influence how your brain perceives reality so I just I wanted to mention it because while mushrooms are a separate psychedelic that has their have their own qualities some of their qualities are general. Yeah. And so if you're sitting out there and you're listening, and you're thinking, oh man, I would love to experience some of this stuff. It's worth to look into and see what you're actually looking for and then see if psychedelics even are the right choice for you. Very, very true. Thank you for mentioning that. Um, also a lot of what you can experience on mushrooms, what it does to your brain is it just activates stuff that that's already there. Everything that you experience technically is something that you can experience without being on mushrooms as well. Um, also they say, I don't know if that's entirely true, but whatever. Um, that is what some uh, researchers say. So a lot of people do um, meditation, for example, and it kind of gives them the same sort of thing. Um, and I think, oh, I had a really good point. Now I can't remember it. Never mind. Um, give it a second it'll come up um i can't remember it right now anyway um but um well have you had any experiences with other not drugs what's what other word can we use that isn't drugs because drugs sound so altering substance substance yes alter mind altering substances have you had experiences with others that have kind of given you the same positive experiences or not not necessarily the same but other positive experiences so personally i am a huge fan of cannabis um i think it's enormously beneficial in a lot of applications um and it definitely has a a similar effect in some cases of like making things feel like Maybe they're just happening and you can just be cool with it in a very simplified sense, right? And just before we started this recording, we were talking about the fact we're both from Denmark and in Denmark, smoking cannabis in any kind of form is not really... You're kind of uh, thought of as someone who has a drug problem if you do that. And we were talking about getting it. It's very stigmatized. Yeah, very. Um, And we were talking about uh, psychosis as well um do you feel like that's something that I mean obviously again it's it is a mind-altering substance so we need to be very respectful I think we need to be respectful with pretty much everything but in your experience do you think that that's a worry that so truthfully I am kind of skeptical of the idea of psychosis applied by 
um, what to say, I wanted to say by non-medical professionals, but even in some medical settings, I think it's very important to ask, as soon as you hear the question psychosis, you have to ask what the person means when they say that, because it's a term that's historically been applied uh, in order to pathologize people. And that's not to discount experiences of pathological psychosis that other, obviously people need help for. Um, but you could potentially be in a situation where, well, this person was using a drug and then they said they were a giant caterpillar, even though they're clearly not a caterpillar. So that's psychosis. And it's like, no, it's metaphor, uh, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and also, I think we, we, what we said as well was that um, the drugs usually, it, they'll do something bad to your brain if they're mixed with like crap, basically. Um, yeah, so I think it's important to get stuff that is pure, clean. You know, you're getting it from someone who knows what they're doing. Def definitely, in general, a huge issue with criminalization of anything is that it makes it harder to do quality control. It makes it harder to reduce harm. Um, odds are that people, like for with drugs specifically, people tend to use drugs regardless of whether they're illegal or not. But yeah. if they're illegal, it's harder for those people to make safe, safe, informed choices. Yeah, definitely. And I think education is, I mean, that's just massive for me in general. I think education with most things in life, we're not really taught what we actually need to know. And with drugs, we're basically told they're bad for you and it can go wrong. We're not told all the good things. So then when we do them anyway, because a lot of people do stuff that is illegal, then you have this great experience and you're like, what the fuck? I'm just going to continue doing this. And mm -hmm. then you know, either addiction can happen or blah, 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 but it can also be super beneficial. So I am very much a believer of, you know, you should tell both sides. Yeah. And so if anyone's sitting out there and they're like, what should I Google to find this? Uh, a good set of words to Google is harm reduction. Mm -hmm. uh, if you Google that next to any kind of substance or activity you're curious about that is of questionable legality, you're likely to find information that's um, realistic and probably more applicable to your situation than either finding a guide that's like how to do the thing where it's like well can I trust this person to know where do they get this information or definitely don't do the thing because it's going to fry your brain forever which is also not helpful if you've already decided you're going to do it yeah or if you've already done it and then you find that out and you're like shit <laughs> yeah <that>? definitely <laughs> And like, that's a danger too, right? Because we learned at school that basically you smoke weed and then you shoot up heroin and oh, yeah. it's pretty much a causal relationship. Yeah, and the problem is that if, if you then <laughs> smoke weed and you didn't shoot up heroin, you start questioning whether all the other stuff was a lie and it wasn't necessarily, but it's bad pedagogy. Yeah. Could not agree more. Mm -hmm. Um. I think I've kind of gone through all the questions that I sort of had. Um, do you guys have any either questions to each other, to me, to the world, anything we need to kind of bring into the conversation? I feel like I'd like to add, I was saying before that I, I enjoy being outside. Another dimension to that is I don't like screens and electronics when I'm on an experience with mushrooms. I find them, I find it really difficult to manipulate them, but I also find it to be very distracting and I don't feel like I can get the entire benefit from it. 
I love music. I love live music, just like people making music, whether it's just like some hippie with a drum or like a guitar or something, or just some people singing or humming. I find that very grounding to me and helpful. If I start feeling like I'm going in a bad direction for the experience, I will lean into music. I will request that or, or whatever. And I find that to be very helpful. Um, yeah. 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 I think that's, um, yeah, that's not, I mean, that's great. I think I've actually not really listened to music when I've been doing it. I think you should give it a shot. Sorry. Oh, you should give it a shot. It's great. Yeah. 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 I mean, music is so therapeutic as well, but it's also just fun. So yeah, that'll be my next. (laughs) I actually think that like kind of developing this healthy sense of like, what do I truly think is fun? What nourishes me in that way? Like, that's a wonderful guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, very true. But I think with your point about screens, I think what happens is your, your brain ceases to be, it ceases to be able to understand the screen as like a portal into some kind of information and starts perceiving it as a physical object. So suddenly you're like, oh man, there's a bunch of lights on this thing. What's going on? No. <laughs> I think the screen also demands your entire attention. It really does. And I feel like that can pop me out of my experience because I, I don't know if you've experienced this when you're on mushrooms, but sometimes the trip comes in waves mm-hmm. and it'll get more intense and less intense. And sometimes you can bring yourself back, even if you're in a trip and just like realize that you need your full. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You sobriety. Can- I don't like the word sobriety. You just need your full, like typical state to function and you can bring yourself back into that. And I find that electronics just bounce me right out of, of the experience. And I, I don't like it. Um, also piggybacking on the comments of, of other substances. When I'm ingesting cannabis, this is also something that I preach to the little hippies is I, I try and isolate only um, just just the, the psilocybin. I do consume cannabis on a fairly regular basis. I don't like to mix them. It's not harmful to mix them. You can have them both at the same time and that's not going to be a problem for you. But I like to really, it comes back to the respect because I don't do mushrooms more than once a month, whereas I'll smoke pot a couple of times a week. Um, And I really want to get the full benefit of that experience. I I have tried, I, I have this one experience that I remember where I was so disappointed because on one day I had had Um, some psilocybin and the next day I was feeling so good and somebody offered me ketamine and I was just like okay you know I'd never tried it before they gave me you know a reasonable dose whatever and I noticed afterwards that it took away all of that euphoria that that had built up and I didn't feel those prolonged effects for like the next month and I was like well there goes that experience so I feel like I, I won't touch ketamine again. I don't think it's a good drug. I think, I mean, it's, maybe that's just my opinion, but I, I would just don't recommend that. It's like, yeah, I, yeah, I've tried ketamine once and did not enjoy it at all. I don't, I don't really understand why it's so fucking popular. It's a like horse tranquilizer. I don't, right. for medical, I mean, they're even looking into that for a depression. So maybe I'll change my mind, but I they think do. it's just, yeah, they do a microdose. Yeah. But it's just, more just chemical and where I like the fact that mushrooms are natural and I've just I've seen people I used to live in a warehouse with 20 people when I was 
very young and very cool and everyone was on drugs all the time actually I was the one who didn't really do much I was very boring um well to them anyway but I've just seen too many people in a K-hole and it is not it does not look like something you want to do not attractive no it's it's not a good look so like I I'm I don't have any opinion on this but I do (laughs) on the ketamine specifically but on the attractiveness and unattractiveness Mm -hmm. I question that as an argument because I have had an episode of being on the floor writhing feeling like a worm having a great time and I don't know if I looked cute but uh I was really learning something on mushrooms (laughs) I mean that is highly judgmental (laughs) And that's actually also a very good point in terms of, I mean, any drugs really, but let's specifically say mushrooms, the the set and setting, you want to be around people where you can look unattractive and you don't think, oh my God, I need to look really pretty. I need to look like this, like this, mm. but you can just fucking roll around on the floor like a worm and know that you're in a safe space and not have to worry about that with the people that you're around. Right. And the reality with mushrooms is your body is still going to function like a body. You're still going to need to urinate. You might need to make a bowel movement. And some people find the nauseating quality of, of that, like the poisoning. Some people need to purge that and some people vomit. So you are still unfortunately a human while on these substances. And you're right. Being around people that, you know, can, can take care of you in a non-judgmental way is helpful. And, you know, maybe we applied a little too much stigma decay, but like, don't do it. (laughs) But but you know what, guys? Just now recalling this episode of feeling like a worm riding around on the floor, it honestly filled me with such joy and ease in my body. It was like my body was like, oh, yeah, we remember feeling playful. And I just instantly relaxed. So <laughs> it was really nice. Amazing. Um, do we have any last words to our listeners who either have had experiences with mushrooms or who might be curious about it? If they're being respectful and not just fucking around with it, um, what kind of words of wisdom would you would you pass on to them? Ray, do you want to go first? Yeah, I guess um, one of the gifts that I found from mushrooms is that I feel like I don't have to, kind of what Arena just tapped into is that I don't have to be physically on them to still taste, to remember that flavor of yeah. the experience. Um, sometimes exercise actually brings this out. I've always described, even before my psychedelics experiences, I've always described a nature high when I'm like hiking and exercising. Sometimes when I'm on a nice walk, I'll feel this moment where I'm just like, so into all the textures of the plants and everything. And it's like, oh, this is, I'm having a memory of, of my psychedelic experience. Like this is what being on mushrooms feels like. And it's like this friend sent me a postcard and it's just such a lovely gift and I yeah it refreshes that feeling of joy again yeah I get that very much with colors I see colors very very they really pop out and I get that now like oh look I have a painting over here that's very very pink and I when I microdosed once I looked at it and I was like oh oh, that is very pink now and now I can look at it and I can squeeze my eyes and I'm like yeah I can see that still Mm -hmm. Um, do you feel like it does anything to your art when you are in mushrooms? Or do you do art? When you- yeah, my art is is different when I'm on substances, and I I like it. <laughs> 
it it helps break down those barriers and it like silences the inner critic that's going like oh that line shouldn't be there oh why did you draw it like that like you just get to do it yeah yeah that's a very yeah 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 very true um Irina any words of wisdom for I would say, and I'm just going to say the cliche, do your research, um, both because it's really fun. Uh, you get to have, have more thoughts about what you actually want and what you like and what exactly you're curious about. Uh, there are some fantastic writers out there. In fact, a lot of really lovely creative people who have written about this experience. So that's, it's great enjoyment, but it also just means that when you finally do get the chance, you can completely put your worries to rest because you know that what you're doing is the best informed version of what you're planning to do. Yeah, yeah, very true. And I think, I mean, I watched a lot of documentaries beforehand um, about psychedelic, general psychedelics, but um, mushrooms specifically as well. And I think there is so much information out there you literally just have to go and google type it in type in whatever your question is and then you'll you'll find it out and i do think it's a very profound act of empowerment to go out and look at all the information you can find including some trash information and then make a decision based on it when you have grown up not having access to authorities who would give you honest information about it Um, amazing. Unless there's anything you want to add, then I'll round it off. Thank you so much for fostering this conversation. This yeah, it's been, been lovely. I mean, yeah. thank you so much, both of you, for being part of it. I mean, I think a lot of people don't necessarily want to talk about it in public, let's call it that. Um, but I, I really appreciate you both for being part of this and being very, very honest. I love that. Honest conversation is my favorite thing, so I'm feeling very excited now. Um, <laughs> But yeah, thank you so much. If anyone has any questions, can they kind of contact me and I'll contact you? Oh, yeah, that works for me. Yeah, absolutely. Please reach out. Mm -hmm. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. Atom Glambert. Very famous. I'll um I'll pop um whatever tags and stuff that you want. I'll put that as well in the text bit under the under the podcast. Great. Oh, amazing! Thank you so much, both of you, and I hope you have a lovely rest of your day have a nice night guys bye bye, bye. bye.